I want to preach a message this morning that I just call, when you don't understand God, God's ways, I'm sorry. When you don't understand what God is doing, you know, we've been fighting battles for a lot of years as Christians, and we see battles happen every day. You ever ask God why? <laughs> Come on, somebody. You ever ask God why these things are happening? Why am I facing these battles? You know, there's some things I've go through sometimes, and I, I go through them, and I just wonder why I go through them. But you know, when God gives me the answer, when things work like they're supposed to, and, and I trust Him, then I, quite, I understand. I don't have to know everything God is doing. I just got to trust Him. Amen? I don't have to know everything God is doing. I just got to trust Him. Man, I feel the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Where is God when you're going through troubles? Where is God when you're facing trials? Where is God when, when you're praying for something and it ain't seeming to happen? Where is God? You remember sometime I talked about it. I preached a message called uh, God's Word is God's Way. <laughs> God always is going to give you a straight answer. You know, I was reading this morning about, about Elijah running from Jezebel. And, you know, he was running, and God never told him to run. <laughs> he went to Mount Horeb. This is the very mountain Moses stood upon. And he's hiding in the, in, in the caves up there. And, and God says, what are you doing here, Elijah? And all of a sudden, the wind starts blowing, splits the rocks in two. And he said, you think I'm in those rocks? You think I'm in that wind? He said, I'm not in that. <laughs> Fire comes down from God. I mean, earth, the earth is quaking, and, and Elijah's probably fearing for his life. I'm not in that, Elijah. Just so many times we're looking for some big old lightning to come out of the sky, some big old the earth to shake and the buildings to rock and, and, and the wind to blow to, to hear from God. But it's just when you hear that small, still voice. It's with the Bible. I feel his presence. Hallelujah. When God said, Elijah heard that voice, he wrapped his head with his mantle. And he, and he, he worshiped God. My Lord. Come on, are you looking for the answers in the wrong places this morning? <laughs> Maybe Elijah was looking for the fire to fall from heaven. God said, I'm not in that. You have to listen. God, sometimes when we don't understand God, it's just time to stop and wait. I feel his presence, Holly. And to hear his voice. And to honor our God in worship. Say, God, I might not understand it every, everything, but I know you're faithful. <laughs> That's the thing that I hold my life upon. Listen to me, everybody, this morning. The thing I hold my life upon is God is faithful. God is not slack concerning his promises. As God, some men count slackness, as Abraham was talking about. He looked for a city. Which, which building maker was God. God is not slack concerning what he said he would do. I, I don't know why y'all feel excited this morning. God is good. Because he's not going to let you go. He's not going to give up on you. Praise God. He's going to love you. And he's going to take care of you. No matter you don't understand it. Praise God. Remember, God is on the throne. God is faithful. Hell, I better read some verses. <laughs> I'm getting a little excited up here. Praise God. 
It's good to get excited in church. <laughs> we, listen, I don't know about you. I don't want to belong to a dead church. I don't. And just tra- uh, tradition and ritual. Let's, have, let's, let's get excited about our God. Let's get excited about what he's going to do. Let's get excited about what he's done in our life. That ought to generate worship. That ought to generate worship. That ought to make you want to shout. Listen, I said the other day, and I was, I was going to say it. I didn't say it, but I should have said We need to put the shout back in the church. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. We need to put the word shout back in the church. We need to put the worship back in the church. We need to put it, get excited back in the church. Yes, Lord. Hey. Hey, I feel his presence. I might start running. Me, you better watch out. You want to, <laughs> if I come on that corner a little while. Hallelujah. 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 We need to put the shout back in the church. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Isaiah real quick. Chapter 55. Verses 8. Isaiah. When you don't understand what God is doing, remember he's faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you don't understand what God is doing, remember he's faithful. Listen, I've heard some wonderful messages in this very church. Seen God move mightily. Men of God that preach behind this pulpit that I've admired to today would have had no problems calling them my brothers and my, my spiritual leaders. Some of them going to meet the Lord. But we have to keep this message going. You hear what I'm saying? I might not understand it all the way. You might not understand it all the way. But God knows. We have some empty chairs this morning. But God spoke to my heart. He said, he said son, watch this spring. I'm going to bring life back into this fellowship. People are going to get saved. People are going to get delivered. People are going to get set free. God is speaking. God is speaking. It's time we wake up and say, God, we want to serve you. And we're going to trust you. Because you're faithful. Listen, there are souls that need to be here this morning. I can't because they're sick. Satan has attacked them. There are those that need to be here because they're fighting God. You hear what I'm saying? I've been in that boat myself. Come on, somebody. I've been in that very place myself even now. My little earpiece is kind of loose. <laughs> I got to get used to it. <laughs> you hear me good? Okay. There is time now we have to, we have to, we have to battle this, this war in faith. We have to remember God is in control. He's, he's in charge. Why can't I understand what he's doing? Listen, it's not important that you understand what he's doing. You just trust him. As long as what he's doing is lined up with his word. Remember, he's not going to go against this. I told a preacher one time, I said, you know what? He said, you got to judge your church based on the word of God. That has to, that's what it's got to run on. Not on my opinion, not on your opinion. It's on God's word. If we do what God says, then he'll prosper his church. If we do what God says, he'll prosper his church. We have to always weigh out. It's not about my will. It's not about your will. It's about God's will and God's way. Hallelujah. I mean, you, you, you know what I'm talking about this morning? My thoughts are not your thoughts. God is speaking to Isaiah and giving him a word. I'm not doubt Isaiah questioned God. 
No doubt Jeremiah and Ezekiel, uh, all these people questioned God. Didn't know what God was doing. I feel his presence. But he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. God's giving him a direct message that, listen, you better trust me. If I said it, it settles it, right? If I said it, it settles it in heaven with God. Everything that God said is settled in heaven. Never forget, the word is settled in heaven. I ain't going to be able to change it. You ain't going to be able to change it. The devil can't change it. Praise God, whatever God said is settled. So the number one thing he wants his church to do is to have faith. And knowing that what he said is sealed in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You have to remember God's word is the only settled thing today. Listen, this thing is going to last to eternity. His word is going to outlast time. Praise God. That's how powerful that word is. So when God says it, when you see something in this word and says, well, I'm going to trust you for this, God, because your word says it. See, you got to go, go back and see what God says. There's something you're praying about, you got to go back and see what God says. If there's somebody you believe in God for, you got to go back and see what he says. Because his word is not going to change. Hallelujah. I don't know if that gets you excited. But man, that, that, that gives me the confidence and the faith that I need to walk for God. To knowing that his word will never change. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours. <clears throat> Did you hear that? As the heavens are more higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours. How many get discouraged sometimes? How many, how many of us feel defeated sometimes? How many of us feel confused sometimes? Come on, somebody. There's not a Christian that I know that I've ever known that can tell me he had it all together. <laughs> or she had it all together. <laughs> There's not a believer I ever met that, that had his life go perfect all the time or her life perfect all the time. There was always a test in time. There was always a trial. Look, Job is the perfect example. You see, Job was never, never tested because he sinned. He was tested to show God's faithfulness. Come on, somebody. And whatever, whatever Job went through, it was, to, it was to build faith, number one, in Job. And number two, to show the devil that God is at, in control, not him. Whatever he permitted the devil to do, God permitted because he couldn't do it without God. He wouldn't dare make a move without the Lord. So when the devil makes you believe that he's got, a, he's got your life where he wants it, tell him he's a liar. Tell him I'm a child of God. <laughs> I'm a believer in what Christ, I'm a born again believer of the Lord. You know, the other night I was, I was, I was dreaming, I guess, and I was singing a song. And, 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 and to me, I, I, I should have wrote it down. God, I'm born again, ever changing God and, and ever, I forgot how, and, <laughs> And we're just about knowing that God, I'm a born-again believer. I'm a child of God. He's going to watch over me. When my enemy rises up against me, God will defeat him. No matter what the devil does, God is higher than the devil. No matter what the enemy tries to do, God defeats the enemy. See, we, we, we're stuck in this little religious world sometimes, and we're forgetting that it's an all-powerful God. 
that's watching over us. He knows our loves and he knows our, he knows our desires and he knows our troubles and trials. He knows what we're going through. And he hasn't forsaken us. Hell, let me move this off. I'll triple with this. <laughs> he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. As, as the heavens are higher, above, above, higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours. We're talking about God. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I see that a lot. I said, do we really understand who we talk about when we talk about Jehovah? The creator of all the universe. Do we understand who this God is? Oh, sure, we, we, we know him as our Savior, but do we know him? Do we understand the power and the glory that he possesses? And anything that he wants, just had a, a spoken word, he can get it? My Lord, just because he says so? <laughs> My God, you don't understand what I'm talking about? How powerful is this being we call God? How powerful is... Jen, give me a cough drop. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm getting a dry well of you. Hallelujah. How powerful is God? I think when we're going to finally see him, Any imagination that we might have, any thought we might have, God is going to surpass that above what we, this is a glorious being, man. This, this is God. I was looking at some stuff the other night, and I was, and just to show you his power. Now they're finding new creatures in the sea. Creatures that light up. I mean, illuminate. Things I never could imagine in my mind that they even think existed. And I said, this is all in the mind of God. <laughs> I just don't, listen, I'm a little bit dumb in some things, but this is one thing I'm not dumb about. It took somebody magnificent to make that. It took a, a, a being with great power and glory to even think of it, to think of the design and how it works and everything functions. And I can't, listen, I, I, <laughs> we're talking about somebody that is powerful. So when we pray, we're not just praying to somebody just sitting on, on the throne. Of course, he is. But who is sitting on the throne? How powerful is this being we call God? And when the devil tells you you're defeated, tell him he's a liar. And my father sits in glory, taking care of me, devil. He's given me power of all your powers and all the powers of the enemy. Nothing by any means shall hurt me. There's nothing that God cannot do. When you say that, remember who you're talking about. Everything functions because he says so. Everything exists because he spoke it. I mean, Lord God. Now, when I say my ways are not his ways, that's exactly what the scriptures. And these prophets were we're, we're asking God, look, Daniel, Daniel, one of the greatest prophets in the Bible, he sought God for three weeks for answers. And you know what? He didn't understand. He didn't understand. What, 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 you, you've seen all these creatures and these, 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 these prophetic beings of, of prophecy of end time events and all that stuff. Come on. I, I said to myself, my mind would go blank. If it wasn't for the power of the Holy Ghost. And you know what? You're wrestling with God's ways. 
Are you born again this morning? I believe everybody in this place is born again. Are you wrestling with God sometimes? I I do it. (laughs) But you know, in us, is that, that desire to fight God, even as a Christian. God will tell you something. Oh, God, I don't like that. Well, I thought you gave your life to me. I still don't like it. God, I thought, I, you, you, come on, somebody. You know, God says, I want you to show a different spirit. Well, I like my spirit. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I've wrestled with that a lot of time. I had to deal with my own heart. I had, to, I had to believe God and say, God, this is not right. I have to examine my life based on his word. It don't make sense to me. Amen. Sometimes why God makes me do some things and say some things. But you know what? It makes sense to the Holy Ghost. Sometimes he's going to tell you not to say nothing. Sometimes he's going to give you one word that could change a person's life. I don't understand it. People say, well, God does everything the same every day. No, sometimes he does things a little different. He'll never do things outside of his word, but he'll do things different. He might use Yvette there to see people get saved and Somebody might try to take what he read done and might not be as effective. Because God knows in that timing, in that place, that, that needed to be done. I don't understand it. You ever had those, <laughs> and I've, I've been raised up in the Lord long enough, imitation preachers? They want to imitate another preacher. They think if you say it like they said it and do it like they do it, did it, you know what I'm saying? You even sound like them. Yeah. You even use the same words they use that it's gonna, God's going to move. No, it's not always going to happen like that. I'm a lot different than a lot of people. I'm not interested in Im- imitating anyone. Listen, I'm up here this morning to preach the gospel. Now, I've had men that have inspired my life greatly. But when it comes down to it, right now, my, 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 my testimony has to be that of Jesus. I got to carry this message out under the power of the Holy Ghost. Because I can't do it exactly like they did it, but I can still preach the same message they preach. You get where I'm coming from? Amen. I'm not going to say it just like they said it. But I'm going to say the same message because there's only one message, and that's Jesus Christ and Him crucified. There's only one message, the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. There's only one message, to be born again through Jesus Christ. There's no other message. Some might be able to say it better than me. Some might be able to give a more, a more uh, what you call that, a more uh, educational uh, opinion about something. No, I'd say a more... Uh, you know, theological opinion, like book day, he knows every word that comes out of the theological book. And sometimes we write it and he's saying words, I say, well, where you got that at? <laughs> but the thing is, we have to trust in what Jesus is doing. Even when we don't understand it. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen, ouch or something. <laughs> Jeremiah. I'll read it for you for the sake of time. Chapter 33, verse 3 says, Call to me and I will answer. 
Show me your great and mighty things. I'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Does God have to check on with you when he needs to do something? Does God have to ask Lenny's opinion or anybody else's opinion? You know, <laughs> I was listening to one of those preachers. He was talking. And I said, man, come on, be for real. God asked him what God asked him what he should do. I said, well, God is asking the preacher what he should do. And the preacher tells God, well, you should do it this way. I said, okay, okay we'll do it like that. Come on, be for real. Huh? Why is God going to ask me anything? Praise God. <laughs> Why is God going to ask you anything? He gives you his word. He's not going to gear from that. He's not going to sway from that. He's going to tell you, do what I say. Amen. Well, God, I think we just, you know, you, you know, you ever try to, or I do it almost every time I pray, and I got to catch myself trying to give God my counsel. Oh, God, you need to do it. I stop myself. I said, how stupid. I'm telling, I'm praying about something. I said, God, well, you need to take this and do this and try this and do this. I said, I stopped myself. I said, how stupid. Me telling God how to do his business? <laughs> I can't do my own business. I'm going to tell God to do his. <laughs> Come on. Lord, all I know is your word says this. All I know is your word promises this. All I know is your word says, thus said the Lord. That's what I got to build my faith on. I can't make decisions for God. God's going to do what he wants to do. And I like the last part of this verse where it said, and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. That's our problem. We got to know. And, it, and it's not, I, I can't accept it till I know. I understand it. No, you don't need to understand it. We might not understand God has his way. And his way is straight and narrow. For us believers, we have to follow that path. Amen? Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Let me read you a little psalm real quick. You don't have to turn there. No, I'm sorry, Romans. I'm reading Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Now, now look, there is a verse that most of us don't spend much time on. If God is for you, who gonna be, who's going to be against you? Sure, the enemy is going to come against you. Sure, the devil is going to fight you, but he cannot defeat you. Do you understand that the grace of God is the favor of God on your life? Do you know that grace covers you and the mercy of God covers you, that you're his child, that the, he's not going to let the devil do what he wants? How many believe that? Listen, how many of us don't stop? We, we, we quoted it. I quoted it for years. If God be for us, who can be against us? There's a verse that most of us don't spend time with. Because if God is for us, who can come against us? That's what he's saying. Who can rise up against us? When your foes and your enemies come against you, God is for you. <laughs> come on, man. Now, listen, something ought to make you shout this morning. If God is for you, when your foes and your enemies come, God is for you. 
I feel his presence this morning. <laughs> I'm glad we had church this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. If God is for you, who can be against you? Who can rise up against? Who can defeat you? As believers, our weapons, no weapon against us shall prosper. God has given us the weapon, the sword called his word. And anytime the devil comes to lie to you and defeat you, you have to come and give the devil back God's word. You have to learn that word. You have to prosper in that word. You have to know. When you, when you say, when you come again and use that verse I just used, if God be for you, who can be against you? Remember who we're talking about. Remember what the verse is implying. That there's no hell, no demons, no forces of darkness can overcome you if God is for you. You know, we, 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 we come to Jesus as when we gave our life to Christ and, and a lot of times we never get over that point. Who is this God we're serving? What does he mean in my life? How is he guarding me and protecting me? If I believe what he says, then I don't have victory. There's nothing that says you're not going through a trial. There's nothing you... Listen, you don't have to, you don't have to face things and be in sin at all. You don't have to... In other words, sin don't have to be a reason why you're facing something. Listen to me. Sin doesn't have to be the reason why you're facing something. It's a little thing to test your faith. The more your faith gets tested, the stronger it gets. And the more victorious you're going to be to fight your enemy. You know how much the devil don't want you to listen to this this morning? You know how much the devil don't want you to hear this this morning? He doesn't want you to believe, actually believe that God is with you. He, don't want, he wants that out of your mind. He wants that away from you. Because he doesn't want you to gab that you've got power over him. As a believer, you got power over the enemy. It only takes you believing God and seeking God's face and say, Devil, you're a liar and I'm not going to receive it. God promised me I can have victory over you. He hates that. If the church ever gets a hold of that one precept, that one precept, that you are, you are a, a, a victorious over any lie the devil can throw at you. Now listen, the thing that we got wrong in the years when, when the uh, charismatic movement was taking place and, 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 oh, let's put the devil under our foot. How could you put the devil under your foot when you were living in sin? When we'd walk around, I'd watch it. I was a young boy. I was just coming up in the faith. And this, there's a lot of truth in it, but there's a lot of lies that was put in it. Because you never underestimate the power of Satan. Because he's evil. And he is powerful. And I'm not trying to glorify him in any form. But you have more power in your little finger if you want to believe it. And stand on God's word than anything the devil can throw at you. Listen to me, praise God. This is where we need to be as believers, as a church. As this body starts to grow, the last thing I would want to do is to put doubt in people. I want to, I, the thing that God's been putting in my heart Tell people to believe me, son. Tell people to believe me. Tell people to trust me. I'm going to do what I said I do. You just got to believe him. When you don't understand it, still believe him. When you're not, you're not, you're not sore, sure of what's going on, trust him. Because I can tell you right now, 100%, with 100% accuracy, God will never fail you. 
God will never, he, listen, the thing that he did, the very first lie that, that was portrayed, I'm talking about Satan, was to make Eve doubt God. <laughs> you sure God said that? You sure God said that? God just don't want you to know you could be like him. Come on, so it wasn't that fruit as much as wanted to be like God. They planted in Adam and Eve, Satan planted in Adam and Eve that desire to be God. And it troubles me when I can hear preachers say, we're little gods. Oh, we, we, you know, we, we're just like Jesus. Kenneth Copeland said it himself. I tell you, that man need to repent. He said, Jesus said, I am. He said, I am too. Oh, my God. You, he's calling himself God. That's what he's doing. I heard it out of his mouth himself. Man's in trouble with God. I'm going to tell you right now, if he doesn't repent, he's going to turn. He's going to burn. Burn forever. Because he's not God. I'm not God. You're not God. Do you understand God's ways? Probably not. Oh, I understand. Listen, there's a limit to what he's showing us as Christians, okay? You can understand the principles and teachings of the Word of God, but I'm talking about to know why God does some things he does. I can tell you this much. He's never going to do it outside of his Word, Okay? He's never going to say anything or do anything outside of his word. It won't happen. Okay. I like this verse. Psalms 34, verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. What does it say? It says many righteous will be afflicted. How many have gotten afflicted in your life? Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Bible says the Lord shall deliver them out of them all. <laughs> Listen to me. That's God's promise. That's God's promise that he'll deliver us. That'll bring hope and faith in your heart like, like nothing you've ever experienced. The Lord shall deliver them out of it all. Go ahead and read it yourself. The righteous will be afflicted. It's impossible that tribulation will not come, but woe to them by whom the tribulation comes. It's better millstone behind about that neck to fin one God's little, little children and be thrown in the depths of the sea. Listen, God has his eyes on you. He, he's, listen, he's not going to let the wicked do what they want. Me and Bo was talking the other day about the Christians that had died during, like during the Inquisition and, and during the time of the Roman emperors. These people suffered. They were torn apart by beasts, man, and lions, and, 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 and cut, in, cut in pieces. Some of the greatest Christians to ever carry this gospel. They lost their life. But their message is still there. <laughs> Come on, somebody. They didn't die in vain. They didn't die in vain. They lost their life, but the, the, the testimony of Jesus Christ they took to the dead. Now we can enjoy preaching this gospel, coming to church. It's all because of people that said, we will not doubt God. We're going to believe Jesus. Hallelujah. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Out of them all. You don't Close your Bible. You can close. I'm going to read some verses to you, okay? Trust me, it's in the Bible. <laughs> Romans, if you want to write it down. 
Chapter 5, verse 35 through 37. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? <laughs> shall tribulation, distress, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or pearl of sword, as it is written? Now what shall separate you from the love of God? What shall separate you from the love of God? Shall, shall tribulation, trials, troubles, nothing can separate you from the love. If you're in the love of God today, you're his child. If you're in the love of God, you're his, you're his, you're his child. You're his sons and you're his daughters. Can anything separate us from that? No. No. The only thing that can separate us from that is us. Listen, I believe in eternal security. Not the eternal security the Baptists are preaching about. Because I can show you in the scriptures where it says... It says, love not the world, only the things in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not him. All that is in the world, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of is not of the Father, but of the world. But he that doeth the will of God, abide it forever. You can go look that up in, 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 in James. And I'm, no, I'm sorry. First John, chapter 2. I want to say around verse 15. He that doeth the will of God, abide it forever. Listen, if you're not in his will, then you, you're not right with God. And you'll never see eternal life. I don't know. I believe everybody in here knows the Lord. But I'm just saying, if you're not in his will, I said it the other day. And I, the Lord ministered to me. And I said, Boogie back there and Hannah and Isaac and Lena, we went and make a will. And everything we got. Goes to them. <laughs> and nobody can change that will but me and her. So when, when, when we die, everything we got is theirs. So when, when, when Christ died, you became joint heirs with Jesus. Everything God has is yours. You're in his will, Yvette. <laughs> That's good. Nothing's going to change that, Mia. Nothing's going to change it. I'm telling you. You're in his will. We're in his will. God wrote us into his will. Yeah. I feel the presence of God. Listen, everything God's God and promised, he gave it to us. We don't have to beg for it. We don't have to cry for it. It's because you're his child. It's yours. That will never change as long as you're in the Father's grace, as long as you're serving Him. Come on, somebody. As much as I like church, just coming to church won't, won't, won't settle that. As much as I like reading my Bible, you know, pray, those things are all wonderful, and a Christian should do it, but that, the will, the will He's talking about is a surrendered heart. Where I'm born again. Not by the will of man, but by the will of God. You understand that? Not born by the will of flesh, but by the Spirit. When I got born in the Spirit, born by the Spirit, God wrote me into His will. Now, I don't know if you understand that or not. That's some kind of things that God's been generating in my spirit. I am in the will of God. God has wrote out His will. I'm in there. You're in there. 
Man, that sounds kind of kind of personal. <laughs> that sounds like God really loves me. God wants to take care of me. God wants to protect me. He wants to give me the things I need. This is not about this prosperity junkie hearing over the TV or on the radio. I'm talking about the will of God. God's word is God's will. What did God give you? I just said a minute ago, it's men and affliction of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver us out of them all. God is not leaving you. <laughs> Listen, that's not important. I don't think for a minute that we can be saved today and lost tomorrow. I think a person that drifts away from the Lord is a process where he's just turning his heart from God, just drifting slowly away. But God is trying to reach him. God is trying to correct him as a child. You know what I'm saying? If he backslides and comes back, remember, those promises are still there. If I had to walk out on my children every time they messed up, listen, I'd be by myself, me and Sister Janice. But because they're in, my, they're in our will, I, nothing's going to change that. Listen to me. Because they're in my will, now I can change that will. And even God can change it. But as long as you're serving Him, we might not understand all the ways of God. I might not understand every precept. I might not understand every law. I might not understand all this. But you know what? I do understand this. I am in his will. (laughs) I feel the presence of God. If I'm in his will, I'm secure. Right? If I'm in his will, I'm secure. 